this is what Christianity is about. Christians, listen to me. Christianity is an event. Christianity is a message of an event. The Bible is a book that we use to train those who believe in the event. We shouldn't allow the system to suppress us to believe what the world believes. Christianity is not carrying clothes to souls. We do it. We do it in our ministry. But that is not what it is. We help them. This is just side things. The reality of Christianity is the propagation of the death, the burial, and resurrection of Christ. It means to, to say that this one is branded. So you are a child of God and then you hear about rapture is coming and you are scared. You hear Jesus is coming and you are scared because somebody is telling you, is your name in the book of life? Is your name in the book of life? A child of God, is your name in the book of life? You are a child of God and you say, I don't know. Oh God, oh God, don't come now. Oh God, are you born again? In the day of judgment, we will have boldness. Hallelujah. When God is revealed or when God is revealed. Welcome, lovely people of God. This is the Dasco Moment with Minister Higher Life. And we're continuing our series on the concept of Christianity. We, we have spoken at length in our previous videos what the religions of the world believe when it comes to salvation. You know, we said that Islam believes that for a man to be saved, the man would have to obey or go according to all the five pillars of Islam. They call it the pillars of faith and also make sure that he does good because at the day of judgment God is going to weigh the good works against the bad works of a man and the one that outweighs the other will determine the fate of the fate of that person and so if the person does good above bad then the person is uh, saved or qualified to be in paradise. If the person also uh, his bad works weighs much or weighs more than the good then he's doomed to hell now we look at buddhism and we said for a, Bud a buddhist to actually be saved uh, so to speak that person must get to a state of consciousness which is called nirvana and that nirvana is where they say suffering is ended i mean so you don't get reborn after death they believe that when a man dies he's giving birth to all over again and they call it uh, reincarnation, something like that. So when someone dies, the person get back again until the person reaches the stage or the state of nirvana in consciousness. So they believe in meditation as 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 something that brings an awakening in in the heart and in the minds of these people. So for you to get to the state of nirvana, you actually need to work yourself there. You know. And we said Christianity is not a religion because Christianity introduces God as a savior. You remember I told you that in religion, man is working himself to God. And in Christianity, God worked himself to man. So God came down to man. Man cannot work himself up to God. It's God that comes to man. And we said that the works of man, the works of man, the things that man does, cannot save man because man is too damaged man is corrupted to the point that there's nothing good in man that god can look at to save man and even the good things that we claim that men do in the sight of god 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 is too perfect to be bribed with that and so we said man actually needs a savior and we said christianity proposes god as a savior that would mean that God has come down to help man because man in himself cannot help himself. All right, so let's look at 1 Timothy chapter number 2, verse 3. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved. That's verse 4. And to come unto the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man. Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. So he tells us that God is our Savior. 
Now, I told you, in the religions of the world, that they have a supreme being. They have a God they look up to. They have a God they call. Christianity is not a belief in a supreme being. Christianity is not a belief in a universal God. Although in Christianity, there is the belief of the universal God. Christianity is that God is a savior and God offers salvation to men. You get the point. So that is what Christianity is about. Now today, I want us to look at this. That what makes Christianity different is the salvation that Christianity offers. That is what makes Christianity different from all the religions of the world. Now we're going to look at, we're going to have a walkthrough in scriptures and um, you got to pay attention to this. All right, so I wrote something for you. I said, what makes Christianity different is the salvation it offers at the instant one believes. You see, um, the religions of the world believe that salvation is given to man at the end of his life. So like we, we spoke about Islam, when you do good and then you die, and then on the day of judgment, then God can save you. And the same with Buddha. Buddha, said, Buddha told his people that you need to work yourself to a state of nirvana, meaning that uh, salvation is actually at the end of a man's life. But that is not what Christianity teaches. You see, that would mean that in religion, there is no solidity, there is no conviction, and there is, there is no salvation given to man whilst man is alive. And unfortunately, a lot of Christians have tilted to believing that even with a Christian, uh, a day of judgment is coming and that is when we will be saved, which is very wrong. Now let's look at the scriptures, Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10 verse 9. And I would want you to open your Bible so that we all get the Romans, the book of Romans. Paul is the one that wrote Romans. Romans chapter number 10 verse 9. It says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So he, he tells us that if you will believe that Jesus was raised from the dead, and if you confess with your mouth that he is Lord, then you will be saved. You see, so salvation is believing that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead and also believing or confessing with your mouth, admitting the Greek word is to say the same thing in consent, in consent with what God has said. So God said that Jesus Christ is my son. He died, he was buried, and he was raised from the dead. Now, if a man confesses that Jesus is Lord, then, and believe in his heart that God raised him from the dead, then that man receives salvation. So it means that salvation in the Christian doctrine does not come when man actually had died. You see, I know that there are three dimensions of salvation, spirit, soul, and body. We say the spirit of man is saved, the soul will be saved, and the body will be saved. Now that is not wrong, but this thing is not in any other religion. All right? In the religions of the world, salvation will come after you are dead, after God assesses you. In Christianity, salvation comes to your spirit the very moment you get born again, the very moment you believe in Jesus Christ, you are saved. This is the message of the gospel. Now look at it. So he says that uh, if thou shalt confess, if thou shalt confess, if thou shalt confess, now the word confess is homologio. It means to say the same thing in concept, to agree with God, to agree with God that man has nothing good in himself, to agree with God that uh, as a man you can't help yourself, to agree with God that you have nothing good to offer to save yourself. When you agree with God, when a man agrees with God, now let me read something to you, something to you in Romans chapter number 4. Romans 4. Therefore, Romans chapter number 4, what shall we say then that Abraham our father as pertaining to the flesh has found? For if Abraham were justified by words, he hath whereof to glory, but not before God. For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Now verse 4. Now to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace, 
but of debt. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justified the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Now, this is mind blowing. He says that to him that works, that means to him that does all the nice things, to him that, that, that does all the great things, his works cannot save him. His works cannot purchase for him salvation because salvation is a gift from God. Now, if you, if I tell you to, if I give you a contract or if I tell you to work for me and then at the end of the month, I give you your salary or your pay or whatever we call it, that is not a gift. It is value for money. You have worked for that. But say you're, you're, you're just there and then I call you and say, take this. That is a gift. So he says to him, he says, but to him that works not. Look at that. To him that works not. What does that mean? To him that works not the right things. So to him that is condemned, to him that is unqualified, to him that has no works to show. He says, if that person can only believe that God justifies your God, his faith is counted for righteousness. It means that that person receives righteousness by his faith. So you get the point. So that's why I'm saying that salvation in Christianity is not dependent on the works of man. Unlike the religions of the world, and when a man believes in Christ, he is instantly saved. He is saved in his spirit, and eternal life comes to him. All right, so let's look at um, some scriptures as well. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. Let me help you with that. Very, 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 very wonderful scripture right there. 118. Let's look at this. He says, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. All right? But unto us which are saved. So the, 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 the saved is in the past. So unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. So there are those that are saved. Look at that. There are, there are those that are saved. We are not about to be saved. We are saved. So this is the conviction that we carry as Christians. So this is what makes us different from, you see, this is what church is about. This is what Christianity is about. Jesus came so that men will be saved. When a man believes in Christ, he's saved. You have to understand this. So you're not trying to work your way. Having been born again, you're not trying to work your way to be saved. The very moment you get born again, salvation comes to you. And I believe that you shouted hallelujah on that. Salvation comes to you. So you don't work for salvation. You don't act for salvation. You don't do things for salvation. Alright? Now, let's look at it. Salvation is instantaneous the very moment you get born again. Alright, Titus chapter 3 verse 5. Titus chapter number 3 verse 5. Not by works of righteousness which we have done. So it is not our good works. It is not the nice things that we did. I told you that people say, uh, I, I, I don't go to church, but I'm, I'm better than a Christian. Why? Because I give money to the poor. Because I do this, I do that. And I'm not like, you know, the point is this. Christians are people who are saved by believing in Christ. And salvation is not dependent on the works of man. Now, you can give all that you have to charity. You can be uh, a philanthropist. You can be a good person in society. But your work cannot save you. Recently, I was teaching in church and I said something. I said that when your house is on fire, you don't need your good works to save you. You need the fire service. You get it? So your good works will not save you when there is fire outbreak in your house. You have to pick up your phone and call down the number, the emergency number of fire service. 192, I believe, or 193. I think it's 192. So you see, you need to call for them to come. You don't have to be in the fire and begin to tell the fire, I'm a good man in society. Why, why do you want to burn me? No, you need the fire service. So your words cannot save you in the day of danger. Men will say, oh, this brother is a good guy. Oh, this guy is a wonderful guy. Oh, this guy is a good guy. But that does not save. So Jesus Christ came to us to save us. Our works cannot work us to God. All right, so he says, not by works of righteousness, which we have done. 
but according to his mercy he saved us look at that according to his mercy he shall save us no according to his mercy he saved us so look at that then he says by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost which he shed on us abundantly through Christ our Lord or through Christ our Savior that being justified by his grace we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. So when we believed in Christ, he says, it is not by our works. When we believed in Jesus Christ, we were saved. Look at that. It is in the past. Saved. So we, we are saved. Christians are saved. Now this conviction, this rest and this assurance, this certainty should be in every child of God. Now, when you read, let me show you something right there in the scriptures. When you read, um, Ephesians chapter number 2 let's get to Ephesians 2 1 to 8 Ephesians 2 Ephesians 2 alright Ephesians chapter number 2 and you have he quickened who were dead in trespasses and in sins wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world according to the prince of the power of the air the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in time past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, but God, but God, who is rich in mercy, oh hallelujah, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, had quickened us together with Christ. Oh my goodness. By grace, ye are saved. By grace, ye are saved. Not by grace, you shall be saved. By grace, ye are saved. A present day reality. So when, when, when you meet a Christian, and then the Christian tells you, I don't really know when I'm saved, when I'm saved or not. Uh, nobody knows tomorrow. Nobody knows what is going to happen when Jesus comes. That person has either not been born again or has not been taught right. He says that for by grace are ye saved. It's, it's past. It's not present. By grace are ye saved. You're not going to be saved. You are saved. In your spirit, you carry salvation. And then he, he, he says in verse, verse, uh, verse 6, And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, hallelujah, I'm not talking about that, but in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. I wish we had time to talk about that. For by grace are he saved through faith and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. It is not of works, lest any man should boast very this is very very interesting he says that by grace are he saved you you didn't deserve it you didn't work for it he says it is the gift of god so god brought it to us god gave it to us and that was not dependent on anything that we had done because the bible says in Romans 3 he says that for the conclusion is that all men have sinned see for all have sinned and and have fallen short of the glory of God. Every man has sinned. Every man is a sinner. Every man, not the good ones, the good and the bad. Every single person is a sinner. And he says that the justification, the salvation comes through Christ Jesus. It comes through Jesus Christ. Now that is the point. So man is too is, is too dilapidated to be renovated. Man is too destroyed. Man is too uh, uh, he's dead. You, no matter how you polish a dead man, a dead man is still a dead man. Man needs life. And that life is in Christ Jesus. That life is in Jesus Christ. You know, it is not in theories. It is not in believing things. It is not in taking oil. It is not in taking water. It is not in getting anything. Salvation is in Christ Jesus. He came to save man. And you see, when you don't understand this, you give your heart just to anything. You give your heart just to any news. You give your heart just to anything that you hear. Salvation is in Jesus Christ, and it is it is it is not dependent, it is it is not dependent on the works of man. 
understand this now when you read let's let me read something to you second Timothy chapter number one verse somewhere as in his nine verse nine second Timothy chapter number one verse nine all right holding fast the faithful word sorry sorry ask second Timothy all right second Timothy 1 9 all right who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling not according to our works look at that who has saved all right those of us who are who are believing Jesus we are not about to be saved there is a certain assurance that we carry in our heart and that assurance tells us that we are saved this is what makes us children of God you get it it's because we are saved that that is why we are called the children of God it is the children of God that are saved you know I met a man who said everybody is a child of God I said no sir it's not everybody that is a child of God it is not everybody everybody is God's creator including the devil or Lucifer so to speak everybody is God's creator but the children of God the Bible says for by faith hi I want to specially introduce you to this masterpiece, a book written by our dear man of God, Reverend Samuel Kwamesasu, also known as Minister Higher Life, titled This Jesus. This book unveils in accuracy the identity of the God-man Jesus. The truths carefully hewn from God's words concerning Jesus will enlighten the believer and cause him to rest in the surety of Jesus being the savior of his life. Who is Jesus? His name is mentioned in all circles of life, yet without accurate knowledge of who he is. Knowing Jesus, his death, burial, and resurrection sets one for the Christian life. This book can be used for Bible study in all Christian groups, in campuses, youth groups, and many more. Dare to grab a copy of the shepherd stuff. Kindly call these numbers to order for a copy now. Plus 233 2085 or plus 233 God bless you. Are ye all children of God? It says by faith. So you become a child of God by faith. You get a point. You become a child of God by believing in Jesus Christ, by having faith in Christ Jesus. So he says, Who had saved us and called us with an holy calling? Not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus. Anytime salvation is mentioned in the scriptures, you find Christ Jesus. You find Christ Jesus. You find Christ Jesus. You find Christ Jesus. Why? Because Christ is the one through whom salvation comes to man. He is that which helps man. He is the one that, that, that carries man and then gives unto him salvation. Now that is why, if you have not believed in Jesus Christ, you cannot be saved. You cannot be saved by yourself. You cannot be saved by your good works. You cannot be saved. You get the point. So now, let's let's look at Titus. This is getting interesting. Uh, we read Titus. Let's, let's look at Jude. Jude chapter number one. I've got Jude for you. Jude chapter number one. Jude, 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 brother Jude. All right. I think I should. Let me read from one. All right. It's very beautiful. Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to them that are sanctified. <laughs> to them that are sanctified is in the past. To them that are sanctified by God the Father. Hiya. Glory to God. We are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called. Wow. We are preserved in Jesus Christ and called. Mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contain for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. All right, now this scripture is loaded, but I'm going to look at the common salvation. So Jude says that, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you 
of the common salvation. Do you know what that means? We have a common salvation. We are not about to get it. He says, I wrote to you about the salvation that we share. The word common salvation, the, it, 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 it's, it does not connote that salvation is, is, is cheap. No, it doesn't mean salvation is profane. The word common salvation, that means the salvation we all have. So in the Christian brethren, there is something we all have. It is called salvation. You get it? We are not about to get it. God gave it to us in Christ Jesus. So when you get born again, you are saved. Understand this. Understand this. Oh, then somebody is asking, then what, what about the judgment day? What, what is going to happen? Are Christians going to be judged? We are not going to be judged. We are not going to be judged. Listen, when you read the scripture, the scripture says that uh, uh, at the coming of the Lord, all right, at the coming of the Lord, his glory will be revealed in us. His glory will be revealed in us. So Jesus, you know, most of most of you, you hear about the rapture and then you begin to you begin to get scared. A lot of Christians, you know, you, you see people sending you WhatsApp messages, uh, share it around, I was sleeping and I was doing that and uh, whilst I was sleeping, I had a vision and I saw fire and people were screaming and so, so, and so, and so. If you're a Christian, share this around and all of that and you see Christians who are scared. Somebody says, when I went to heaven, uh, when I went to hell, I saw pastors in hell. I saw Christians in hell. Christians in hell. Are you sick? If a Christian gets to hell, hell will become heaven you get it because a child of god carries in him the spirit of god he carries the spirit of salvation listen if you dream and you see me in hell i'm just there for one purpose i'm there to snatch people from hell that's what it is a christian cannot go to hell understand that point so if someone tells you i dreamt and i saw people and the rapture is coming and all of those stuff all right rapture is coming no problem but when the rapture comes the rapture is going to pick those that have the seal of the spirit of god in ephesians 1 13 the bible says in whom also after you he says in whom you trusted and after you believed you were sealed after you heard the gospel of your salvation you were sealed you were sealed with that holy spirit of promise which is the earnest of our inheritance. So when you believe in the gospel of your salvation, when you receive the gospel of your salvation, you were sealed. Do you know what that means? It, 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 it means to set a mark upon. It means to authenticate. To authenticate. It means to, to say that this one is branded. So when you believe in Christ, you were branded. You were, oh my goodness, you were branded. So you were a child of God and then you hear about rapture is coming and you're scared. You hear Jesus is coming and you're scared because somebody is telling you, is your name in the book of life? Is your name in the book of life? A child of God, is your name in the book of life? You are a child of God. And you say, I don't know. Oh God, oh God, don't come now. Oh God, are you born again? Hallelujah. When Christ is coming for his church, oh my goodness. The Bible says he's coming for a church without spot, without wrinkle, a church without any blemish. Do you know a holy church, a glorious body, hallelujah, glory to God. So we are waiting for him to come. The reason why we're still here on earth is that souls must be saved. But we are not scared of the rapture. Let me read something to you on that. Oh my God, it's like I'm, 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 I'm expanding the message for you, right? Just, just, just be there, stay right there. First John chapter number 4 is very beautiful. First John chapter 4. He says, verse 14, no, sorry, verse 17. Let me start from 16 maybe. Or let's get to 15. 15 is beautiful. He says that whosoever shall confess that Jesus, oh my God, hallelujah, glory. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him and he in Oh, hallelujah. It is if you confess that Jesus is the Son of God. God resides in you. He's not about to be in you. God resides in you. So if you're a child of God, the God that is coming, he resides in you by his spirit. Then he says that, and he also dwells in God. Let's look at it. Verse 16. And we have known and believed the love that God had to us. Oh my God. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Now, verse 17. Herein is our love, our love with God, all right? The love that he's talking about. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Do you see that? In the day of judgment, we'll be bold. 
so may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is so are we in this world there is no fear in love but perfect love casted hallelujah perfect love casted out fear wow glory to god because fear hath torment he that feareth is not made perfect in love so when you begin to be afraid of the judgment day, it means you are not perfected in love. He says, in the day of judgment, we will have boldness. Hallelujah. When God is revealed or when God is revealed to judge the world, oh, glory to God. As children of God, we will be bold. We will be bold. Glory to God. You know why? Because as he is, so are we. He didn't say as he is, so are we going to be. He says, as he is, so are we in this world. Who do you think you are? When you get born again, Come on, you hear about the rapture, you say, glory, that is the day that I'm going to be carried up. The Bible says, those that are dead in Christ, they shall rise. In, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 15 there about, it says, those that are dead in Christ, they shall rise first. And those of us who are alive, let, I think, let me, let me, let me show you that. Let me show you that quickly. Quickly, 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. Oh, I love this. I love this. I love this to the core. Now, this I say, verse 50. First Corinthians 15, 15. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. The children of, of the flesh cannot inherit the kingdom of God. That is neither does corruption inheriting corruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. <laughs> we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. You know, in a, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, glory to God, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. You get a point? So the day that the trumpet sound, what is going to happen? Our bodies will be changed. Within a speck of time, in a twinkling of an eye, our bodies will be changed. Now this same thing, this same thing is reported in Thessalonians chapter number 4 let's get there quickly oh glory to God glory to God glory to God alright verse 17 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4 verse 17 alright let me let me let me let me talk to you about four. let me read from 15 for this we say unto you by the word of the Lord that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. <laughs> that is the trumpet we read about. With a shout. With the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. He's not talking about the trump. He's talking about the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. That means those, the Christians who, 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 who have gone home to be with the Lord, they will come back to pick their bodies. All right, they will rise first. Then we which are alive, that means uh, when, when the rapture comes, I mean, everybody's going to be around, people are going to be around and all this is. And then, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord wherefore comfort one another with these words so when you hear about the rapture it must comfort you it must not put you to fear you get a point when you hear about the judgment day it must be must comfort you Bible says in Corinthians it says, don't you know first Corinthians chapter 6 it says don't you know that you shall judge angels do you know what that means we will judge angels this is what we are as Christians so you hear someone say, I, I was this and I heard people, to, I heard people screaming, I went to hell and I saw some men of God in hell. And when I went to hell, I saw some Christians in hell and all of that. Just throw that message away. No, no child of God goes to hell. No child of God goes to hell. No child of God goes to hell. Being born again is arriving in the city of God. Hallelujah. See, this is important very very important to understand you shouldn't be scared you shouldn't be afraid that they say god is coming if the rapture is going to happen in the next three years in the next 10 in the next 10 years six years you have the seal of god which is the spirit of god Ephesians 1 13 tells us that you have the seal of god with you and it means you're sealed you are sealed you are sealed with god's spirit hello precious ones 
Allow me to introduce you an amazing book titled The Aggressive Soul Winner. This is a timely book to inspire you to be a fervent soul winner. Soul winning, as the very wheel on which the expansion of Christianity runs, is done with a certain level of contagious fervency, and that is just what this material offers. In studying this book, the lame will walk, the walking will run as chariot, and the running will be caught up by the spirit to do much more. Kindly pre-order for the limited copies available. To order, call plus two three three five four zero three nine two zero eight five or plus two three three five five seven seven three two seven zero six. God richly bless you. So the moment, you know, Bible says something. Let me let me take you there. Let me take you there very, very critical. A lot of Christians are scared and afraid of the judgment day. What do you have to hide? All right? What do you have to hide? How did Jesus save you? He saved you when you were, you were sinners. The Bible says that God commended his love toward us. In that one way, yet sinners. Christ died for us. So you got nothing to hide. All right? So God... Oh, I, I told let me read that scripture to you before I get ahead of myself. Behold, what manner of love has the Father bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God? Therefore, the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. I feel like standing up and shouting this. Beloved, now are we the sons of God and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know Oh, glory to God. That when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in himself, <laughs> purified himself, even as he is pure. So get it. He says, we know. We are now the sons of God. And when he comes, right now, we don't look like him. Right now, if you tell somebody, Jesus comes, it's my revelation day. It's my glorious day. They'll not believe you. But I said, we know that that day, when he appears, we shall be like him. So don't be scared. They say rapture is coming. Don't be scared. They say the judgment day is coming. All right. It is a day for your glory. It is a day for 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 the manifestation of the glory of God that is embedded within us. The Bible says, "For our light affliction, the thing that we go through for the gospel's sake, the tribulations, the persecutions, and and all those things that we go through for our light affliction that we have in this world." He says, "It cannot be compared to the glory that will be revealed in us." You get it? So it cannot be compared to the glory that will be revealed in us. So as children of God, we we have this blessed hope and blessed assurance in us. We are saved. Come on, we are saved. We are saved. We are saved. Let me show you something. Um, That is a present day reality. When you get born again, you are saved. And because you're saved, the life of God comes to reside in you. That God's life. You know, you meet a lot of Christians right now. You you ask them, when you got born again, one day I was was watching, I was watching a man of God, Pastor Chris to be precise. I was watching Pastor Chris, he was having a meeting, a, a studio kind of meeting. And he asked the question, he was asking the people, he says, what did you receive when you got born again? And um, people started answering, I got power, someone said, I got anointing, someone said, my business and all of that. Then he said, listen, when you got saved, you got eternal life. And the man of God was right. Pastor Chris was right. That is what we received. Let me read that to you. Let me read that to you. First John chapter number five. First John 5 9 if we receive the witness of men the witness of God is greater for this is the witness of God which he hath testified of his son he that believeth on the son of God <laughs> had the witness in himself he that believeth not God had made him alive wow because he believeth not the record that God gave of his son and this is the record that God has given to us, eternal life. <laughs> and this life is in his son. He that hath the son hath life. Simple English. And he that hath not the son of God hath not life. These things write I, or these things have I written unto you, that believe on the name of the son of God, that ye may know that ye have 
eternal life and that you may you may believe on the name of the son of god and this is the confidence that we have in him that if we should ask anything according to his will he hears now listen he says that god has given us a record he says this is god's record the record of god is that he has given to us eternal life he didn't say he shall give he has given he has given he has given to us eternal life and this life is in his son so the life the life that god has given is located in christ so christ is the residential address of life so if you want to meet life you find the son all right so he says this life is in his son he who has the son oh my god has life and he who does not have the son does not have life then he says, these things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know. You know, he, he says, I want to bring your knowledge to this fact, that when you believe in Christ, you receive eternal life. Don't allow anyone to, 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 to deceive you. Alright? Satisfaction is in Christ. It is in Christ that life is received. You cannot follow Muhammad and get life, because he is not the address of life. You cannot follow Buddha and get life. He is recently, I saw something that my heart bled. A big man of God in our country. I respect all my men of God. I honor them and I love them for the work of God that they have done over the years. But he made a statement. He he said he he was, I think the, the imam was celebrating his birthday. And you know, as we are living in peace, it's good to wish him birthday. That's fine. Wish me a happy birthday. Happy birthday, imam. That's okay. That's fine. God has no problem with that. But once he kept on doing that, then he said, the same God that we all worship, the same Lord, which the Muslims call Allah, and we call him the Lord, Jesus Christ. This is not religious tolerance. This is deception. We don't worship the same God. I have Muslims who, who are my friends. That's fine. And I'm trying to win them. And I make them know, we don't worship the same God. We don't worship the same God. You know, the God that we worship, the God of the Christians is the God that gives life, is the savior of men, and his son is Jesus. He sent him to die, and those that believe that Jesus Christ died, was buried, and was raised, is called Christians, or these are called Christians. Anybody that do not believe this fact cannot worship the same God with us. Let me even shock you that we don't even worship the same God with the Jews. The Jews who, are, who don't believe in Jesus Christ have hewn, have invented for themselves a new God. Why? They think they're still with the God of Abraham. But when the God of Abraham sent his son, they did not even see him. So we have only a remnant that believe in Jesus Christ. The Christian God, he is worshipped. The Christian God, he came in the form of man to die for man. And until a man believes this fact or this truth, we don't worship the same God. We can't, you see, we cannot use Christian tolerance, or sorry, religious tolerance. I remember some, some years ago, I was in a church, I will not mention the name of the church, and as a little boy, I had, I had known the Lord and I had started studying the truth. And all these people who were preaching religious tolerance, one man of God came, he was a preacher. He came, he had service, and after the service, he was preaching about religious tolerance, how Christians should cohabit peacefully with, with Muslims. And I believe that you, you shouldn't fight. No, we are not called to fight. We are called to save. And then this man, after saying, said, don't you know Christians and Muslims, we worship the same God, and we are all from Abraham and Allah. But when he finishes, he says, now I want all the Christians to pray like Muslims. Put your forehead on the ground and say Allah Akbar or something like that. And from the biggest pastor to the lowest one in the church, every single person. And then I told a little boy that had come to know the truth of God. I just told one, one, one usher, I said, I want to get out. And the man told them to close the door so that nobody get out. And I said, I want to get out. And the guy said, no, the man of God said, I say, I want to get out. He says, no, no. I said, if you don't let me get out, the way I will shout, the service will, the service will, will, will just be destroyed. And the guy saw the fierceness in my face. And he had to open the door. And I promise you, if he had not opened the door, the whole church would have heard me. You see, that we, we, we can't be fooling ourselves. They don't do this thing when they meet. 
you know when they meet they don't tell them that oh christians are your brothers no nobody taught them that even the prophet didn't teach them that you get the point because when a man i know a lady i know a lady who just got born again from islam and he she has been threatened and now she's out of the house and nobody knows her whereabouts. So if they come on, on TV to tell you we worship the same God, it is not true. Listen, we carry salvation to give to the world. And the Bible says that we should not be equally yoked with unbelievers. So we can love them, we can greet them, we can see them, we can be in the same house with them. But our heart must be for their salvation because we know this is the truth. When a man believes in Jesus, he receives life. Life finds its residence in the man Jesus Christ. Until you meet Jesus, any other thing called life is or has death in itself. Life is only in Christ. He says, I am the bread of life. He says, I am the bread that God has given. I'm the bread from heaven. A bread that a man may take of it, eat of it, and shall never die. He says, he that eateth of this bread shall never hunger and will never be thirsty. Jesus Christ is the bread of life. Jesus, the satisfaction is in Christ. The satisfaction is in Jesus Christ. You cannot receive salvation by Muhammad, by Buddha, by Krishna, by Shinto, by all these guys. Jesus Christ is the house of life. When you read Acts chapter 3 verse 15, the Bible says, and, and they killed the prince, the author of life. They killed him for you. They killed him so that you can get life. John chapter 10, verse 10. He says, The thief cometh not but for to steal, kill, and destroy. But I am come that you might have life. I am come that you might have life. This is the concept of Christianity. This is Christianity in totality. That life is in Christ. That man cannot work himself to God. God has worked himself to man. When you believe in this truth, you get born again. You see, it sounds foolish to the natural man. It sounds crazy to the natural man. But to us who are saved, the cross is the power of God. I want you to get this and see it, live it. If you're a Christian and you are watching, do not be like a desica with your life, with your faith life. Be strong in your faith. The coming of the Lord it's more than near. It is here. And every single child of God must carry a certain level of fervency. Every child of God, whoever is with you, whether a brother, a cousin, a friend, whoever, begin, let your mouth become a channel through which the name of Jesus Christ is mentioned. Don't just go to church and just be praying. Hey, 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 hey I'm paying the price. That is, that is the new trend now. Stay in the cave of Adullam. When God is preparing you, stay in the cave of Adullam. There are some that are, nobody's in the, nobody, operation is in the Holy Ghost. And in fact, you must understand that in preparation, the preparation of the child of God is in his walk with God. You get it? Go out, win souls. Don't be afraid. Lay hands on the sick. Pray. People will say, pay the price for the anointing. There's no price to pay for the anointing. You don't pay price for the anointing. There are, what is in man that can purchase a thing of God? Do you, do you understand what you say? You're paying the price for the anointing. Your night vigils, your prayers, your fasting, you call, that a, you call that a price? That is your normal life. You want to pray, you want to study the word, you have to fast, you have to do all those things. But they are not price to be paid. You are living your life. They are not price to be paid. So you go instead of you going out to win souls, you're now moving around. You are in your room, you are in the cave of Adula. No. Jesus Christ has commissioned you with life in your mouth. Go out and get somebody to be saved. This is the time. The Bible says, in the days of his power, his people shall be willing. Oh my goodness. Do you know what that means? Every single person, every single person, you may be in, the, in, in, in JHS, you'll be, you'll, be, you'll be raising the dead, you'll be healing the sick, you'll be saving the, you'll be saving the lost. In the same way, you'll be in SHS, you'll be doing the same thing. Everywhere you find yourself, salvation, is in Christ and that Christ dwells in you. Understand this and believe it and walk it. I want to pray for those who are not born again but I feel like I should talk to you again. You that you're watching me and you're born again do not be a sleeping Christian. Be on fire for the Lord. Be, a, be on fire for the Lord. 
Now the devil, the devil has thrown in deception everywhere. I'm going to look at, well, very soon we're going to have a, a, a serious study on a new group that is emerging. I know their name is called Common Sense or, or, or whatever. We're going to look at them, the things they teach. All, the devil is throwing all kinds of deceptions. And a lot of children are still sleeping. The devil is working. God is looking up to us. We are the pride of heaven. We are the joy of heaven. We, 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 we make the fame of God renowned in the world. You get it? When a child of God appears, he appears in the full regalia of the power of God. Understand this. And so heaven is counting on us. Apostle Paul says something. He says, necessity is laid on me. Let this be your confession. I'm born to save those that are dying. I'm born to heal the sick. I'm born to raise the dead. I'm born to walk in the miraculous. I'm born to do wonderful things. Stir up these flames in you. Let the flame of the fire for the work of God be stirred. Be a, put it aflame. Hallelujah. This is the time where a little one is chasing thousands. A mighty one is, is taking over nations. Are you understanding that? So be a child of God that is ready for the, for the work of the Lord. Now let me pray with you if you're watching us and you're not born again. You cannot miss this. Of all the things that I've told you, salvation is in Christ Jesus. Salvation is in Christ. Maybe you think you have sinned to the point that you cannot be saved. You think that God has given up on you. Jesus has given up on you and the Holy Ghost has given up on you. I met somebody who said, I don't think God loves me. But let me tell you what. The Bible says that God demonstrated his love toward us in that whilst we're yet sinners, Christ died for us. Oh, hallelujah. He says that for a righteous man, he says, who even dare to die for a righteous man? He said, maybe because he's righteous man, somebody will, 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 will die. But for the one that is a sinner, nobody would want to die. But Jesus Christ vowed and said, I will die for the sinner, so that the sinner will be saved. You know, the reason why Jesus Christ came to the earth, and I want to introduce Christ to you, and I want to pray with you as you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and your personal Savior. You're never going to be the same again. Your life is going to move from glory to glory. You're going to receive a new life. It is called the life of God. And now you'll be part of the family of God. Glory to God. You become part of the church universal. Hallelujah. So let me pray with you. Now close your eyes and let's do this prayer. Say, Father, I thank you for the word of God. This day I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. And I believe that he was raised from the dead. I accept him as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, Lord, that you have given me the Holy Ghost and I'm part of the family of God. I am the righteousness of God and I have the holiness of God. I walk in the Christian precepts described and prescribed in the Word of God. Thank you, Lord. I'm born again. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I will see you again, but I want to encourage you. Get people to watch the videos. Lives must be transformed. And you're going to do that. And a lot of people are going to hear. And a lot of people are going to watch. And those that are walking in a lie and in falsehood will be turned back. This is a ministration of the spirit to the lost, to the broken, and to them that are confused. Call your friends. Call them to come and watch. Invite them. Send links to them. You understand what I'm talking about? And I'm telling you, together, we are going to make the name of Jesus great. I'm telling you, I'm so glad about this generation. Because God is raising lions in this generation. God is raising mighty men in this generation. And you are part of it. So do not let your God be loose. You're blessed and you're blessed. And I call you blessed in the name of Jesus Christ. I will see you again. Hallelujah. Bye.